Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, guys. It's a Wednesday. Thanks for being here. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. This is a show about stock market investing, as always. Armor stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. And we're going to focus on risk management today. Here's how it's going to break down this discussion. We're going to talk big picture about what I call Magnificent Seven. We've got seven quantitative strategies proprietary to our trading desk that help us manage risk on the top seven indexes that we use for market direction. They're all exchange traded funds. The ETFs of the S&P, SPY, the Dow, DIA, NASDAQ, QQQ, small cap, IWM, the momentum index, MTUM, the value index, VLUE, and the IBD50, FFTY. That gives us a complete picture of the market. And as those indexes um, um, change from risk on to risk off, we change how we manage capital. So we're going to talk about that big big picture first. Um, And then we're going to drill down into some specific stocks that I want to share some thoughts with you about. IBM, Tesla, uh, Gilead. Um, We're going to look at the cannabis stocks again, MJ. So we're going to get to all that. Now, before we get started, let's don't forget, live trading desk. I'm involved in trades as we speak. This is a live look-in to how I manage my own capital. So I'm sharing information with you that I use to manage my own capital and that of investors I work with through interactive brokers. We call this um, uh, process you know, quantitative or what we call quantamental investing. It's a combination of quantitative execution, so algorithms decide how we buy and sell assets to help us avoid the fear, greed, response of emotions. And then we use our fundamental information. We tie those two together, and that's the information edge I'm trying to share with you. These are my own thoughts about how I run my own money. I'm certainly not telling you what stocks to buy. I don't know you. Okay. Now, if you want to take that step and you want to get more personal, well, then we have the armorreport.com, A-R-M-R report.com. And as an Armor Insider, you do have access to one-on-one conversations with me, and we can delve deeper into your own personal approach. But for the sake of these conversations on YouTube, I'm sharing with you, for educational purposes, how I manage my own money, something I've been doing for more than 30 years. Okay, let's jump right in. We have algorithms designed for these indexes. What does that mean? How do we use them? We have an armor portfolio that only invests in these algorithms. And so for that portfolio by itself, it's all controlled right by the quant system. I don't make individual choices there. It gets long, it goes to cash. It gets long, it goes to cash. Okay? So that's separate from this discussion right now. 
I'm trying to share with you what the changes mean to me as I manage individual portfolios and how it perhaps can help you. So as of yesterday, all of those algorithms are telling us to be long the market. A couple days ago, the Dow, the small cap, the value index were all in cash. Okay, all that money would be put back to work in an index-only portfolio yesterday before the close. Okay, but what does that mean for how I run money? Well, we've got the risk monitor set up for Armor Insiders. It's very simple, right? A green, a yellow, a red light. Generally, we get the green light signal after a correction that takes all of the indexes out of their uptrend and resets the table, and then we get aggressively long. If all of the algorithms take us to cash, it's a red light. Red light meaning you're raising cash, you're doing defensive things in the portfolio. In some instances, you might even be shorted. Right now, we live in this kind of yellow zone where some of the indexes get stopped out and then get put back into the index portfolio, while the big indexes, the S&P, the triple Qs, the momentum index, they just keep moving higher. I write a week in review for all Armor Report insiders, subscribers, and I told you guys on Sunday that there was an equal likelihood the market would be up big this week, particularly the S&P, because it sold right off the 50-day moving average and a bounce off of that's completely normal. This bounce is a lot more than normal. And so it's opened the window again for us to commit some capital. What that means for me in a normal account are conservative or balanced aggressive approaches. It's not a green light risk on pile in type of, 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 uh, of um, movement in the algorithms. It's just simply saying, hey man, the window's still open to put some capital to work. So go to your whiteboard, find your favorite names, identify the right trigger points, and you can put some capital to work effectively. And of course, we're doing that in our portfolios. Armor Insiders, you guys know, log into the website, armorreport.com, look at the portfolios, and you'll see what we're adding. Okay? So... Um, couple of big picture fundamental thoughts because if you look at the title of this video you're going to say gee I thought it said stock market correction coming soon so why would you say the windows open all right coming soon is a relative term right there are things that keep happening in the market that 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 look I've just been doing this for 30 years so I'm just going to share this information with you there are certain developments that don't are not conducive to dramatically higher prices in the market over the long term that are more conducive to a top that's building, even though markets are up this week. Why are markets up this week? Putting quant aside and just looking at fundamentals? Well, it's easy. Markets were cratering last week, cratering, you know, not necessarily a crater, but a sell-off down to the 50-day moving average on the S&P, let's say. And all we saw over the weekend Come Monday morning, 
was massive injections of liquidity by the Chinese. No surprise there. They're just following the central bank plan to add liquidity when any bad news comes out that suggests economic slowdown. Okay, this is a whole new world, guys. Post-2008, bad news on the economy drives the market down for a short period of time until a central bank announces massive liquidity injections, and then the stock market goes up. This is precisely what's happening right now. So here's the issue for me. Once the, the, the coronavirus is corralled and we realize the size of the problem and it's manageable, Chinese don't have to add all the liquidity anymore, right? So this is a short-time injection. Now, if you want to tell me this is a major crisis, it's going to get huge, they're going to have to add. Okay, we'll see, all right? But that's not the norm. Probably this will be addressed in the next X amount of weeks, just like MERS and SARS and all these other issues, and we'll move on from here. As you go into the spring and summer months, flu season dies down. Okay, so they'll get it under control more than likely. Couple with that, the U.S. Fed has said they're involved in a one-time operation to add liquidity to the repo market, and then they're done in April. So the big question for me is, I'm looking for signs in the market. Our quantitative systems are searching for signs in the market that the market's going to anticipate the end of QE, the end of liquidity, and sell off in front of it. It may not. It might run right through April because it doesn't believe the Fed's going to stop and then only sell off when we realize liquidity is not being added. So I only say to you, keep in mind what's happening, and then I want to share this with you to wrap up this big picture thought. Look at the shares of Tesla. In any massive up move in the market, and let's be honest, this has been unreal as the Fed's been adding huge amounts of liquidity. Um, you will get some high-profile stocks that go into the stratosphere in a blow-off behavior. That is indicative of market tops. It's not indicative of markets that are, oh, you know, about to go a lot higher because there's so much value out there. It's indicative of froth, of excitement, of, of insanity, quite frankly. And when that happens, that greed, it can very often set the top in the market. Take a look at this chart. Okay? You're looking at a weekly chart of Tesla. Now, this is not a comment, guys, about what I think of Tesla's prospects as a company or the fundamentals or anything like that. This is just plain and simple. This is a daily chart now of Tesla. Plain and simple. Classic. Short-squeezing, blow-off top in a major NASDAQ 100 name. I tweeted out this morning, I threw my proverbial hat in the ring, okay? I tweeted out this. If you don't follow me on Twitter, please do. It's at Brett Rosenthal, B-R-E-T, one T, Rosenthal, okay? And you're going to see I tweeted out, throwing my hat in the ring. Tesla, Tesla topped yesterday. You won't see another price high. You won't see the, the price take out the high yesterday for the foreseeable future. Now, I'm just having fun here. Okay, I don't know that. I'm not long or short Tesla, so I don't have an axe here. I'm just telling you, looking at my crystal ball, that's a classic blow-off top reversal that's in place. 
Okay, take a look at the chart again. Yesterday was the top. Today it's down, no surprise there. It might take a shot up there, but I don't think it will close above the high of yesterday for the foreseeable future. Now, why do I care about this? Because when you have big market rallies, think of the year 2000. This market looks a lot like what happened in the year 2000. That year, the, the market topped March 24th. And within two months, the NASDAQ 100 was down 30%, and it was down 50% by the end of the summer. Now, look, I'm the first person to say this isn't 2000 again. We didn't have central banks intervening and adding massive amounts of liquidity. So is the NASDAQ going to drop 50%? Probably not. Right? Probably not, because central banks won't let it happen. But we do have to avoid adding a lot of our capital right at the top of a market. Maybe the correction is 15 to 20%. I don't care. Whatever it is, now is the time to be aware and have your plan in place to manage your risk. And Tesla's stock behavior is just one example of why that's the top of my mind, along with the fact that central banks by April are probably not adding the same amount of liquidity they're adding right now. And that'll be a problem for the market. Okay, that's the big picture. Let's jump into some individual stocks that I've been talking about. Um, so, okay, so you've got the Armour Report, ARMRReport.com. And inside that report, as a subscriber, you get access to Armour Portfolios. You see what we're adding, what we're subtracting. I try to cover with exclusive eyes only insider videos. Um, uh, thoughts about some of those investments, right? So before the earnings announcement of IBM, I came out and spoke to all my insiders and said, look, here's the setup on IBM. And if this happens, if it happens the way I'm expecting, that fundamental approach I'm talking about, combined with the quantitative execution strategy, you got to own the stock here because it's going to go a lot higher. So that's what's playing out right now, all right? Take a look at this chart. I can find my mouse. I can show you the chart. Here it is. All right. That's the daily chart of IBM. All right. You can go look at my um, uh, uh, YouTube channel and you'll see I released this Armor Insider Eyes Only video for you all to see after the earnings news came out, just so you could see what I was talking about to my Armor subscribers. All right. So we're getting long in here before the earnings announcement. It gaps up on earnings, pulls back as the market you know, got whacked that week, and then skyrockets this week as they add a new chief executive officer to the company. Everything's fallen into place the way we expect in this investment. What I wanted to highlight today was the weekly chart for you guys. It's early. You haven't missed anything. We're breaking a downtrend that goes back to 2013 in the stock. If we're right and this is the year for IBM's turnaround – there is a lot of room left in the stock. So I get a lot of questions from Armour Insiders asking me how I handle investments if I've missed the entry. Okay, so what I'm going to do from here, I didn't miss the entry, right? We all own these stocks in our portfolios personally and for investors. But I may increase my position size over time. This is a great breakout this week. So what I look to do is identify quality companies, look for the primary quantitative execution point, put my position on. It works, blows out, fantastic. 
there will be a secondary quantitative execution point at some point in the future. I don't know. could be the next couple of weeks. could be the next couple of months. But it, it's out there in the future. And when it sets up again, we'll either add to our positions that we currently have, or if I have a new investor just comes in, I'll say, okay, now is the time to start putting more money or putting money into IBM if you've missed it. It's a 4.5% dividend yield when we bought it. It's a little less now. Um, and, a, and a turnaround play that's unfolding. This could be the year for the stock. Okay. Let's move over to uh, Gilead. Pharmaceuticals had earnings last night. All right. You all know I've been looking at this stock. I, I, I came out uh, here on this channel and I explained that I thought this was the best way to play um, the virus uh, uh, outbreak. And the reason I say that is please try to avoid penny stocks, companies with, you know, uh, uh, virus in their name. Those are just short-term trading vehicles. They're not investing vehicles. Here's an investment vehicle. This is a company that pays 4% dividend yield. The earnings announcement was not impressive last night. Okay. So what you see is stock down on the earnings announcement. That black line is the 200-day moving average. I'd love to see it close above that. Okay. All right, so just real quick notes on Gilead. We weren't looking for a great earnings announcement in the company. This is a turnaround year for the company. This is an Armour Report playbook idea, rule number two. Big sell-off, turnaround, dividend payer. Put the stock in the portfolio. Collect the dividend. If management can execute the turnaround, you end up looking six to 12 months from now, and you have a principal appreciation in your account, and you've collected the yield. And the beauty here is the company just increased the yield 8%. They announced that last night. Dividend yield went up 8%. They also announced another stock buyback. They announced they're going to be looking for small to mid-size accretive acquisitions. They came out and downplayed the coronavirus possibilities that, are, that they're working on right now. Good for them. Take the steam out of that excitement. That's just a kicker. I don't own it for that reason. But if it turns out that their product helps cure people of these types of viruses, that's just a bonus for us down the road. All right? So basically, last night, earnings, nothing surprising there. I love that they increased the dividend. They got the stock buyback going. It's one reason why we own the stock in our dividend side of our portfolio. Okay? And if the news ever comes out, if they ever come out and say, hey, We've just cured a whole bunch of people in China with this drug. Well, then, you know, then the stock takes off and it's just an added success. Okay. Um, I want to wrap up with MJ. All right. Let's look at cannabis stocks. We all love them. Let's take a look at MJ. All right. just want to go over what's happening here. The bottom is in. It started in the, uh, uh, in the middle of November. That's the 19th of November. Rallied up, came down and tested it. Every time, let me try to try to blow this up for you, this picture. Um, all of these green boxes and dots, that's volume coming in, okay? Every green dot is volume. I want you to notice how all these green dots are happening on or around big updates. So what that tells you is institutions are putting capital in. That's what big volume means. Volume's coming in. It's called accumulation, so every time we retest the 16, 16 and a quarter area, you're getting buying that's coming in in size. As long as that area holds, it's okay for us to have exposure to the space. If that area fails, 
that's where your stop's got to be. And you start all over again, you know, looking for an entry point in this, in, in this, uh, in this industry. Okay. So just some thoughts there. Now, tonight, Armor Insiders, I know I just did a video for you last night. I'm going to do another one today. So log in tonight. If you're a subscriber to the Armor Report, armrreport.com, I'm going to share some information I gathered on the number one cannabis investment of the year. Now, by now, YouTube subscribers, along with Armor Insiders, know what I'm talking about is innovative properties. IIPR is the symbol. I did an Armor Insider eyes-only video January 1, stating the reasons why we believe on our trading desk that IIPR is the number one cannabis stock to own in 2020. How'd that play out? The stock was up over 20% in January. The average U.S. cannabis stock was down 9%. Okay? I'm going to share information with you tonight, Armor Insiders. I spent time chatting with management yesterday. And some new information has come to light that I want you to know. Okay? So, guys. Oh, it just occurred to me. I've been leaving this thing up here all day. Okay, so give me a thumbs up if you like this. Don't forget to subscribe to the, uh, um, to the YouTube videos. It's right down there in uh, the description section. If you want to be an Armor Insider, please, right there, you can click on it. You can check out what that means and subscribe as well. I appreciate your time with me today. I look forward to talking to you guys again on Friday. Take care, guys. <laughs>